Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. The aquarium hobby as we know it, it gives a lot to us and it demands a lot from us, right? I mean, it'll challenge your skills, demand your knowledge, and tantalize your senses. And of course, it'll test your patience. And the botanical style aquarium that we love, well, it's a real test of all of our disciplines. Excuse me. It's not an instant gratification sort of thing, is it? It requires us to apply enormous amounts of patience. And this, of course, is something that we've discussed many, many times before, but it deserves yet another look. And I I ask you, um, are you one of those people who loves to have stuff like right now? You know, the kind of person who just wants your aquarium finished? Or do you relish the journey of establishing and evolving your little microcosm? I'm just going to go out on a limb here and postulate that you're part of the latter group. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but when it comes to the aquarium hobby in general, I personally find myself playing what is called in many endeavors, like sports and business, a long game. I'm not looking for instant gratification. I know, we all know that good stuff takes time to happen. I'm certainly not afraid to, you know, to wait for results. Well, I'm not just sitting around in a lotus position either, waiting anyways. However, I'm not expecting immediate you know, results from everything that I do. Rather, I'm okay with doing the necessary groundwork, nurturing the product along, and, and seeing the results happen over time. Yeah, that's a long game. If you're into tropical fish keeping, it's almost a necessity to have this sort of patience, isn't it? I mean, sure, some of us are anxious to get that aquascape done, get the fishes in there, fire up the plumbing in the fish room, etc., etc., we all seem to understand that to get good results, truly satisfying, legitimate results, things just take time. Yeah, sure, I'd love it if the annual killifish eggs hatched in one month instead of seven to nine months, for example, but yeah, well, I wouldn't complain, but I do understand that there's a world the way it is and the world the way we'd like it to be. I've learned in the many years that I've been playing with blackwater tanks, for example, that the tank doesn't just get where you want it overnight or even after a week or two. You know, initially you see that burst of tint in the water, that sort of earthy vibe, and, you know, some of the materials start breaking down. But for a while, your carefully conceived aquascape looks just like a stack of wood with some leaves and seed pods thrown on the bottom, doesn't it? Perhaps almost clinical in appearance. Not quite there just yet, right? We have to wait for nature to do some of the work. We can scape well. We can manage the tank effectively, engage in the best practices to keep it functioning and progressing in a healthy manner. But we can't rush nature. It simply takes time, time for the bacterial and fungal pop- populations, you know, to, to grow and to soften the botanicals in your aquarium, time for the water chemistry to stabilize, time for the aquascape to take on a more mature, established look. It's not really 100% in our control, which is kind of cool, actually. There's that certain randomness about a botanical style aquarium or any aquarium for that matter, which makes the whole process just that much more engrossing, if you ask me. We as hobbyists just need to supply the patience. Some of us are impatient, however, which begs the question, are you an impatient type of fish geek? I mean, be honest with yourself. I ask that not to get some secret marketing information that I can use to exploit your psychological weaknesses for my own nefarious purposes, although, hmm, it does sound like an interesting idea, doesn't it? Now, rather, I'm curious because, as I asserted above, I think that most hobbyists are not. Usually. Okay, maybe. Sometimes. Okay, as a chorus, we're taught that nothing good ever happens quickly in a, in a fish tank, and I tend to agree with that. Most of us don't really make rash decisions and go crazily off on some tangent in the first line of anomalies. Well, that encapsulates many of us as hobbyists. However, as consumers, I think that us fish geeks sometimes do make things happen quickly with last-minute purchasing decisions. 
we tend to deviate just a bit from our normal patient attitude in long game and often go off plan. We get a bit impulsive, right? When I co-owned a coral propagation facility, I dealt with lots of hobbyists every day who were buying corals and fishes, and I was often surprised at the rather odd additional purchases that people would make to fill out their orders. You know, to hit like the free, our free shipping level that we had, or just to get an extra piece of coral to share with a friend, or maybe scratch that itch to try a new species. It happened just often enough to make me think that fish geeks are not necessarily impulsive, but we are strategic. In other words, the purchase may not be something that we would start our order with, but it justifies purchasing at the end of the order to hit the free shipping number or etc. whatever the reason will be. Logical on the surface, right? Yeah, I think totally. However, being a lifelong fish geek and a student of the culture of aquarium keeping, I think that many of the reefers I dealt with really wanted that extra piece in the first place. Seriously. A lot of times they'd ask in passing at the end of an order or, you know, some other conversation, a seemingly innocuous question like, so are those Montipora really that hard to keep in good color? And I would get a sneaking feeling that they intended to buy the coral anyway and maybe just needed some assurance that it was a cool piece or within their skill set to maintain or something like that. You know, the so-called impulse buy was almost always something that was totally unrelated to their primary order. For example, they'd order five zoanthids or, uh, you know, soft corals. And then all of a sudden they'd add a, a hard coral, an acropora, uh, at the last second, which is very, very like a fish geek, isn't it? You see this at club raffles all the time in auctions. When the hobbyist uh, who's bred like 300 species of fishes and swears that she's done trying new ones ends up feverishly bidding for some obscure cichlid or wildlife bear in the heat of the moment. Always done under the pretext of helping the club out, seemingly casting aside her mandate not to get any more fish. And then, of course, there are those of us like me who are the polar opposite of this. I vividly recall driving my local fish store employees absolutely crazy when I was younger because I'd spend literally hours in the store scrutinizing every aspect of a fish before I'd pull the trigger. I've talked about this before. Or, or sometimes not, which that must be how, why I drove them crazy. I would look at every fin ray, every gill movement. I'd look at every twitch and scratch that the fish performed and correlated with any known disease symptoms versus regular behaviors for the said species. I mean, it was crazy. I'd sometimes even bring my reference material like uh, axle rods or Bench's book or maybe the early Albert Thiel stuff after the you know dawn of the reef age and notes from Bob Fenner's books in my hand later on and I would just geek out. Yeah, weird, like super geeky, but helpful. Of course, I would second guess everything the local fish store guy said because the books said otherwise, even though the employees worked with these animals every day of their lives. It was probably my first brush with aquarium keeping dogma, I suppose, and it was an example of a certain type of stubbornness I, that I've since abandoned. I was a complete dork. My, how things change, right? Well, the dogma part, I'm still a dork, I think. I knew at an early stage that I'd never be an impulsive fish geek when it comes to getting fish. I learned patience right away. I had no choice. I think that in my case, it came about largely because when you're a kid and you have a 10-gallon tank and $5.67 in change that you painstakingly save for months to spend, you have to make every dime count. You need to be absolutely sure of your purchases. I was very thorough, like obsessively so. Even as an adult with a 225-gallon tank and much more money to spend, I still found myself doing the same thing. Okay, maybe with an iPhone in tow, open to fishbase.com or whatever, but um, I just guess I'm at the other extreme. It could take me like a year to stock a 50-gallon tank fully. You should see me when I go to the wholesalers here in LA. It could take me half a day to pick like five fish. 
back in my days at Unique Corals, we worked with a lot of collectors and mariculturists overseas, so we had only so much control over what we receive. Guys like me had to really relax. However, the cool thing was that we built the personal relationships to the point where these guys more or less knew our tastes and would often throw in the fishes in the boxes with the corals, so it was actually easier than going to the wholesaler's facility and picking them out ourselves. I mean, well, better than sending me there anyway. It could take half a day to get like 20 fishes. It was, I was incredibly inefficient at this. I'm like, the anti-impulsive thing isn't just limited to fishes in my case. Equipment choices are even more subject to analysis and absurd scrutiny because, hey, how often do you purchase a heater or a lighting system? Okay, wait, don't answer that. But seriously, when you're spending the big money on a critical piece of life support equipment, you want to get it right. One of the things I love most about the internet is that most sites will analyze the shit out of almost anything from an algae magnet to a digital refractometer or whatever. It's a great source of information. Uh, and an act uh, of just reading this stuff will help slow you down a bit, right? So it's useful stuff for many of us, essential for the anal retentive fish geek. Of course, impulsiveness can permeate every aspect of being a fish geek, including the setup and the configuration of your tank. I may not be overly impulsive in terms of additions and purchases, but I can be sort of spur of the moment on tank decisions, sometimes to my own detriment. Now, what exactly do I mean by tank decisions? For example, I'll be scraping algae or some other mundane maintenance drawer in my tank and suddenly I'll notice a, a you know, rock or a piece of driftwood that seems not right somehow. It's like, hmm, what if I move this guy over here? Of course, this almost always leads to a spontaneous refreshing of the aquascape, often taking hours to complete. Sometimes and somehow I find this relaxing. It's weird. So it's entirely possible to be analytical and calculating on some aspects of aquarium keeping and spontaneous on others. I believe this dichotomy actually applies to many of us. And of course, there are aquarists who are entirely impulsive, which is why you see 200-gallon tanks filled with every single fish imaginable. It's why you see 100-tank fish rooms with selections from all over the world. Or as one of my hardcore freshwater-only friends asserts, that's why there's reef tanks. <laughs> Reefers are notorious for this. Of course, I cannot, in all honesty, say anything truly negative about impulse hobbyists because some of these types keep us in business. Besides, it's fun to go off plan now and again, right? The long game is familiar to many of us, and of course, so is the love of the impulse buyer, the quick reconfigure. Of course, I couldn't resist analyzing the hell out of a seemingly arcane topic like this. After all, I'm told that I'm your morning coffee or your afternoon tea. You have a certain duty to bring up this kind of stuff here, right? The hobby demands a perfect blend of patience and impulsiveness. I think that's the bottom line. My advice, stay impulsive while staying patient simultaneously. I know that's helpful. Stay crazy, stay motivated, stay fun-loving, stay adventurous, and just a bit weird. Oh, and of course, always stay wet. Till next time, this is your host and fellow aquarist, Scott Fellman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.